Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. In this episode, Paul and I decided to sit down for the first podcast of 2020 and really take stock of just how much things can change in one year if you continue to keep your heart open and continue to put one foot in front of the other. So sit back, put a face mask on, give yourself permission to rest, and press play. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. Happy 2020, my friends. Yeah, yeah. We are in an entirely new year and an entirely new decade. Are you guys ready for this? So Paul and I want to do a little bit of reflection on today's episode because we were sitting down the other day and really thinking about how where we were at this time last year was pretty different than Mm -hmm. where we are now. And I think it's important to talk about how messy we think it's important to talk about how messy this entire process of life can really look so we can normalize the challenges that we all face and and the steps that we take to get out of them or not even get out of them, but learn from them. Because I think something that's really important, and this is something that I'm realizing more than ever, is that in the past... I would feel kind of negative or down or be in a dark place. And then I would just, I would be down. I would then be down for a while, right? And then I'd be up and be up for a while. And I'm kind of realizing to just float in the center of when it's down, it's just part of life. It's not life. It's just part of life. Yeah. You know? I also think that sitting down and reflecting reminds us to have hope. Yeah. Because even, even so, even with so many great things around us, there's always that part of us that's like, oh, this isn't as good as it could be. Or, or you go through a challenge and you think, you know, I'm, I'm nowhere close to where I envision myself being. And then if you sit back and look at how much has happened in the past year, it can help give you greater insight and perspective and gratitude into how much, I mean, at least for me, like how much my journey has actually expanded. And sometimes I think we take that for granted. That's true. It's a really good point. Yeah. So I guess we can, I can start off talking about how when I was around this time last year, this time last year, I had no job. I was going to a whole bunch of blamo networking events to try to find a job and not only that like I just felt so hopeless because it was all these like super corporate events and I'm like oh my god I'm like this is boring looking for a boring job life is boring (laughs) 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 I guess this is just like how it happens you know yeah um and like is this it yeah because i'm like some people are just born and they know what they want from the jump they're like i'm born i was born to be this 
like I didn't know that, right? So I'm just like, okay, I studied this in school and I'm kind of into this. So I guess I'll go to these marketing events and try to get like a marketing job. But like, goddamn, these companies are so lame. Um, well, talk. Am I being very vague? Talk about your experience of getting laid off. Yeah, no, so that's what I'm about to go into. Around December 18th, I was laid off of 2018. I was laid off out of, when I say nowhere, I mean like literally nowhere. They had bought us tickets to go to New York for the next day to go to like a Christmas party. So they didn't even know they were going to lay us off laid us off out of nowhere and I just remember and you had just started to feel safe I had just started to feel like I because that process of finding your first job out of college is it's hard it can take a while and then finally you know I found my way into a job and felt good then got laid off and I remember the first thing that I did was go home put on some running shoes and (laughs) run into nature and then after that, I went hit the ground running looking for a job. And that led me into all these really, really awful networking events. And just, I have the personality of like, I hit the ground running. Like if I need to do something, I do it quick. So I applied to all of these different jobs, felt very hopeless and finally got a job. And in the beginning of that job, I was very clear with that they had reached out to me right and I said okay I'll come in for an interview but I'm gonna be very clear about the skills they asked me do you have these skills and I was I gave they said from a skill of one to ten how do you know how to do this hard skill literally told them one but I'm very open to you know that answer I'm very open to learning but I was very honest right and then I got the job amazing salary amazing location all of this you know I'm like yeah like life really just can go on the up and up when you least expect it and then two weeks later they fired me because they were like the the very the very skills I told them I didn't have they fired me for that and so that was like a mind trip it's like it was the rug got pulled out from you back to back pretty much again you know, and I and then I heard through the grapevine like that had happened to someone else at that specific company. And I'm like, OK, I guess that makes me feel a little better that they're just consistently inadequate. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it felt it felt really, really not good. Yeah, I remember I think you were getting depressed and I was like, Valentina, you have to make sure that you talk about this. Like, don't internalize. Not it. even sometimes with with events that are hard, you they don't you don't process. Like, I felt honestly, I felt fine because I was like, I'll just do what I always do. Like, um, apply to more jobs, you know. But it didn't hit me until later how hard it was that they pulled the rug out from under me again. Right when I started to feel safe. Well, that was another thing that we were talking about the other day that when we go through and that's kind of that's a traumatic experience. It's trauma with a little T because it's, you know, our that's our livelihood. Right. It's like your survival is literally jeopardized when you lose a job in this uh, society that we live in, because how are you going to eat? How are you going to keep a roof over your head? How are you going to pay your bills? Right. So it starts to feel very scary and unsafe. And sometimes when these like little traumas happen, we don't realize the impact that they have on us until time passes. 
and you're in a situation that kind of resembles it and you find yourself getting really emotionally activated and you're like oh shit like yeah because i was me and kj were talking about we were just hanging out you know reflecting on where we were the year before and he's like oh yeah and then you had that two-week job that they just fired you like out of nowhere and i remember i was like god damn it i thought i was over this but i reacted in a way that i was like oh why'd you have to bring that up it just it was I wasn't even, it's not that I was attached to that job or anything, just how it happened made me feel so like, like, can I trust an employer? Can I trust an employer? Because I honestly, like the people in that company were, I thought were super cool. And I mean, and I'm such an open person that I went in arms wide open, heart wide open eyes, you know, maybe not eyes wide open, but just like very ready to love and learn. And then all of a sudden, gone. Yeah. So how do you take these ops? You know, I think the question is, how do we take these obstacles that come and have the courage to keep our heart open and hoping for more? Because I think that's what happens to a lot of people is that when the rug gets pulled out from under them, and especially if it's kind of consecutive, um, it like really close together, people start closing their hearts and and losing hope. Yeah, I just you know i don't we have have we talked about how deep our depressions have gotten in the past (laughs) probably (laughs) i start to forget but i had gone through a lot darker times you know times where i just knew there was no way out of it um then i realized at the end that it really does get better so that builds some resilience so i've had deeper trauma than that work one (laughs) (laughs) it you know it builds resilience to know that if you really with whatever you have if you just i made it out of that i can definitely make it out of this and if you and and just the lesson is the same regardless even if i like damn i really don't want to go through this again but i know if i have to i can right survive it and it can be a harder one but i just know that if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other one foot in front of the other things will unfold you know when i got laid off of the job in december i remember like 20 minutes after they laid me off I went up to the vice president and I said because it was a creative agency and we manage YouTube channels so I went up to them and I said can I just can you just keep me on and I'll create a YouTube channel for mental health and I'll it'll have all the best content and they were like we 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 can't do that um and it's so funny because thank god they let me go Cause it, I don't, it would probably have had all these rules around it. Cause when you're in corporate, you know, little would I know, little did I know that one year later, here I am owning my own mental health platform, my own mental health podcast where I can say what I want, do what I want, you know, and life actually took you it like when that door closed, the door that needed to be open is the one that opened it, the door that needed to be open. Because then after I got left that other job, the two-week one, I found my current job, which I love. I'm working for a boutique strategy agency, Rebel and Reason, and my boss, Nicola, is so badass. I could have never even imagined working in a place like this where she accepts 
and embraces and promotes the humanity in people, right? Where in all of these past jobs that I've ever been in, it's like, here are all the rules and you have to dress a certain way and be a certain way and act a certain way. And you, you know, have to accept when people talk down on you because they're at like higher positions. And Nicola literally is like, F all of that. Stand up for yourself. Do not ever let anyone walk all over you. I mean, our entire Instagram account is about being a rebel and standing up for yourself and standing up for other people who are suppressed by institutions and other people who don't have voices. It's the most refreshing job I've ever had. And had I been stuck to... Like, you know, so focused on the doors that had just closed yeah, behind you. I, and, and, like, and let that actually impact... Your, your sense of worth. Exactly. Which is easy to do. It's easy to do, especially when you're fired. There's such a stigma around being fired that it's this inadequacy that comes along with it, right? I felt so inadequate, even though I told them, like, these are the hard skills that I don't have. It just felt like, damn, I suck, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and I knew it was wrong of them to have done that. And I had people in my life that they like were like, yeah, that is wrong, what they did. It still felt like, but... I, they but maybe there is something maybe, wrong. Yeah. But and had I stuck to that on, and not kept going and been open and had I not met Nicola and taken a chance working at Rebel and Reason, like, I would never would have. Like, I am way happier now than I ever have been. Yeah. Going into that job, it, it this just goes back to, I think, a big part of 2019 has really been for us learning to trust where life is taking us. Like you put your best foot forward, but if you do that and that door still closes, you need, it's so important to allow yourself to believe that it's closing because there's something better for you. It's so funny because when I first got laid off, I remember when I was running, I just kept repeating to myself. It was like the most stressed out mantra, but I was like, I was like, this is happening for a reason. This is happening for a reason as I was running. And I'm like, it's hard. It's always hard to believe that in the moment. But I like intuitively, I just knew it, it really was. And it's important for all of us to believe and know that this is it is happening for a reason. And even all of if then something happens that, you know, just like ha what happened to me where I got that two week gig. I was like, this is amazing. These people are awesome. And then all of a sudden it got taken away again. I had to believe. Yeah. And at first you have to convince yourself. So like in in the growth process and the self-acceptance journey and the heat and the healing and all that. At first, when when the hard things happen, it takes repetition to convince yourself. Right? Totally. It takes like you have to get <laughs> up out of and bed. And at first you don't believe it with a, an open heart as much as you can. But I you have to go while not believing as long as you just keep taking steps forward. You know, do it with the fear. Do it with the anxiety. Just keep moving. Yeah. It's not, you don't wait till the fear goes away and then I'm ready to act. Uh-uh. You just got to keep moving. And then all of a sudden, you'll wake up one morning. Eventually, you catch the wave, right? It's right. kind of, it's like if you're surfing, like at first you got to like paddle, paddle, paddle. You know, it's like, am I going to catch it? And then eventually you do catch it. But you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Exactly. I think that's, that's what I see anyway that this year was for you because I'm honestly usually the first person to encourage you to go after any random new adventure or new opportunity, even if it seems non-traditional. But even when you told me that you were going to go with this, uh, with Rebel and Reason, which is, it's a startup, right? 
there was a part of me that the practical side came in and I was like, no, go for a bigger company with more benefits. And you did, you followed your heart and you trusted your instincts of where to go. And it was exactly where you needed to be. Totally. You didn't let, you didn't let finances, you didn't let any kind of like illusion of, of safety in a bigger job stop you. Absolutely. I kept going. I kept my heart open, kept taking one step in front of the other and the universe proved once again that it has my back. Yeah. And that's actually been a big thing for me this year. Um, I actually started telling myself because I, this year was my first full year in private practice. Right. And so to go straight into private practice from, uh, from school, it's kind of, it's as close as you can get. I'm working for a private practice, so it's not mine, but it's still as close as I can get to basically making, creating my own business. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's like, there's risk and trust that goes along with that. So something I started telling myself this year was if life has taken care of me so far, why would tomorrow be any different? Right. Mm -hmm. Like the certain fear would come in, like if a client canceled or, you know, my schedule wasn't getting filled up. And then the moment I would stress out, then I would tell myself, okay, the unit, like if life has been there for me this long, like why would tomorrow be any different? And then pretty soon after that then my schedule would be super full so this year was a lot for me about learning to ride the waves kind of like what you were saying in the beginning of not letting the the lows take you so low and the highs take you so high that you lose your center um especially with starting this starting in the private practice world that was a big part of me because I I had to keep my center in the middle of starting a business right because the kind of work that I do is is healing work so I can't let my myself get frantic and anxious about how business is going and somehow let that detract from the human being that is sitting right in front of me mm -hmm. so the ante was extra high for me when it came to that um that's I think that's one of the interesting things about the work that I do it kind of keeps me in check when it comes to trusting life and staying grounded but yeah I mean this year for me was this year is crazy for you. I feel like we both went through stuff, but your last year was like starkly different than this year. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Shout out for to mom and dad. And dad for keeping Paula afloat. They, my dad helped talk me off the oh, ledge yeah. oh so many God. times. Because I finished... So I finished... When I was so an undergrad, yeah. So when I was an undergrad, you guys know, if you listen to our last podcast, that I did industrial organizational psychology. And then after I finished, but my heart took me in the mental health direction for my profession. However, when I finished graduate school, after being a poor student for two years, working a job, doing a graduate like research assistantship, doing an internship that was unpaid because a lot of the internships in mental health are unpaid, uh, so you really have to like have some skin in the game, right? And when she says working a job, she was also like, it, that's like serving tables. Like yeah. you were giving your energy left and right. I was serving tables. I was seeing clients. I was doing a an assistantship. So I was working for the university to help cover my tuition. And even still, I didn't really like, I didn't have much money left over. So it was, I was in survival mode while holding space for people to survive. 
to thrive. Thrive, yeah. Right? So I had if I hadn't had the meditation mindfulness training that I got before I went to the graduate route program, I don't know how I would have done it because it literally took all my spiritual personal power to stay centered throughout that process and not let the obstacles completely trip me over. How did you do that? Uh, what what did you pull in from those practices? Literally n- not letting myself go too deep into the story that my mind would try to make about things, right? And also reaching out to to my community, mm-hmm. right? And also therapy helped me to like keep my mind in check, right? Because when you are in survival mode, which is interesting that to get to the point where I help other people get out of survival mode, I had to really go deep into survival mode for a while. But when you are in survival mode and your, your nervous system is activated, your mind will want to come up with a story that matches. Like what? Right? Like oh, like everything is going to fall apart and the worst thing is going to happen. Yeah. Because if my nervous system is scared, then my mind can only make one kind of story from it is, oh, you are in danger. Yeah. And that's kind of like what we were saying about your journey this past year is that you could have been in survival mode many times, but it took a conscious intention to be like, I'm not going to let the story of failure or that I'm in danger be what predominates my experience. In side note, during that time, there was a, it was a few months where I had no job. I think I went almost half a year without one. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, <laughs> I had to really, like, I would wake up every single morning and I made sure that the, I was learning something new every single, like I did not allow myself to fall into depression. So when I say take one step in front of the other, like that's like getting out of bed, moving, going to a coffee shop, learning something new, keeping like l- still living your life, like, you know, being aware of the story you're telling being yourself, being aware of the story that I was telling myself. And if you and I got to a point where the mine, I didn't realize how much stress I was under to get to this point until my body literally said no. Like my this is and I've seen this happen with clients and after having this experience I have so much compassion for it and I'm like oh I know exactly what you're going through <laughs> this is not fun but when you've been in in a stressed out mode for a long time you're surviving right but there comes a point at which your nervous system crashes because there's a threshold everybody has a threshold everybody has a breaking point and I got the job that I wanted. I was with the practice I wanted. My clients were coming in, but my nervous system had been activated for so long that last December, literally, like, my body crashed. And for the first time in my life, I experienced what people go through when they can't sleep. Oh, yeah. That was crazy i have so much compassion now for clients that do that because when your nervous system is activated like even sleep doesn't feel safe Mm -hmm. right because it's like you're in survival mode the whole time and i actually had to this goes back to the mindfulness if i hadn't had that mindfulness practice i don't know how i would have been able to continue doing my job what do you mean though like you were meditating like what were you doing staying centered in my body not letting my mind take the rope Mm, like you would 
that's we've talked about this not being so heady just allow whatever because whatever emotion we feel our body feels it first yes our, then it gets to our mind and our mind develops the story that then causes us to have fear anxiety anger whatever yes but when you're talking about this mindfulness it's you allowed yourself to feel the literal feeling the sensation without attaching meaning to it so that's when we say when we say you know the stories we tell ourselves those are this the meanings we attach to the sensations in our body well yeah and to be completely honest with you guys like every you know we we hear this all the time like you know make sure be aware of the story you're telling yourself or at least it's something that valentina and i say but when your nervous system gets to a point where it goes beyond its breaking point it's not really in your power anymore at that point, the story is moving so fast that you need something. And Gabby Bernstein was actually talking about this recently um, in this. She just wrote that book, Super Attractor, and she was doing an interview with Lewis House. And her whole thing was about how this whole her all her teachings have been about like being positive and mindful and doing all these practices. But after she had her child, she went through postpartum depression. And for the first time in her life, or I don't know if it was the first time in her life, but she talks about being in such a dark place that she even thought about not wanting to be alive anymore. And that she, for the first time in her life, opened up to the possibility of getting on medication, right? So when your tools are no longer working, it's time to bring something else in, like some heavier artillery. And that's what happened to me. I was doing all the tools. I had all the intelligence. I had everything, right? I'm supposed to know exactly what I'm doing. I, I help people do this. She's a psychology graduate student. <laughs> I help right? people do this for a living. So I love this because it just, it hits home so much how like if you felt this and you couldn't, you know, like it's, it, you're not broken. You're human. Yeah. You are human. My nervous system exceeded like the capability of what I was able to tolerate. Like it just, it broke. Right. And that's not hard to do in the system, dude. Right. Like, Oh yeah. This is a grind culture. Mm -hmm. And so on top of that, it's the shame of like, wow, I'm supposed to help other people and I'm not even being able to help myself. Like this is crazy, but it, right. I completely agree with you. I've, I came to a place of self-acceptance where I'm like, nah, man, like I'm human. And this, sometimes you just have to bring out the heavier artillery. So I actually had to get back on medication. I had successfully gotten off of antidepressants for quite a while. And when this happened, I had to take a little bit of anti-anxiety medicine and a little bit of antidepressants again to get me back to baseline to a point where my tools were able to come back in and start working again. Right. But for the first time in my life, I really felt that like, oh my God, I, I can't sleep. How am I supposed to keep doing this? Right. So little by little over time, my nervous system started to calm down again. Right. Because you gave yourself the medication. I gave myself the medication. I knew that I had to. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's a privilege sometimes to say like, oh, you don't need medication because then what is the alternative is what going on a retreat and taking time away from work <laughs> going to bali <laughs> yeah like who has that op like not everybody has that option you know this is yeah this this 
society is not set up to help us thrive without exhausting ourselves like crazy first. No, exactly. And the not- at least that's what they've taught us, right? Well, yeah. And, and well, and it's kind of true. <laughs> you, Actually, you, yeah. You kind of have to go for it in order to like keep eating. And like we always tell you guys, breathe, take it easy, take it slow or whatever. But to be honest, both of us had to take it really fast before we were even had enough of a ground underneath us to be able to slow down. And you were about to talk about the nap ministry. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. We love them. Nap ministry. They do amazing work and they're on Instagram, but she, I saw a quote that she put up the other day and it, it said that rest is a social justice issue. It's very true. Yeah. So there was no room to stop, man. I was just building up my practice. What, what am I going to do? You know, I have to keep going. So I, I had to, I got back on a little bit of medication and it got my nervous system just dampened enough for my tools to start working again. There is no time to stop. Stopping is a privilege. So these tools are there and I did that. And my, then I was able to, once I got back to baseline with a little bit of help, I started going to a therapist. Um, therapists go to therapy. They should. And with my family and everything, I little by little by little, I started, my nervous system started coming down and I was able to, those, that narrative of, or that mantra of, you know, if, if life has had my back so far, why would tomorrow be any different? Right. And it started to come in deeper and deeper and deeper. And then for the first time this summer, I realized that I didn't have to be in survival mode anymore. That's another thing. When your body gets used to being in survival mode, like if you've been on the grind mode for so many years, even when you have like the finances and the resources, you're actually like not in survival mode. But a lot of times you haven't even realized it. Like you get used to it, right? I talk about this with clients too, where they're just so amped and and so stressed and because they've just been working so hard for so long and now I'm able to say to them okay have you allowed yourself to stop and look around at everything that you have now that's there for you and a lot of these companies are set up to make you worry all the time to check your emails all the time to be on call to not have a work-life balance you know so we're it's it's hard to unless you're working at a company that's more progressive like I am where your humanity comes first which these companies have it very backwards because when someone treats you well you will go, go above and beyond above and beyond and then when they don't and you have all these rules around you you're just trying to figure out how you can survive while just checking off tasks yeah and this goes back to what we were saying in the podcast with dr thomas which was that when you don't feel safe in your work environment because it's go 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 or they're not respecting your boundaries or whatever the reason you're in your nervous system is activated all the time you can't even perform that well so it ends up harming the company and you know what actually put this all in perspective that for me is i just came back from key cocker in belize and it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little island. And their motto is go slow, right? They literally have a sign there that says we have 
two cemeteries and no hospital <laughs> go slow. It's crazy. And it, it, I mean, literally, like these people live it out. They are so, I remember our first time there when we first landed, KJ and I went to go get something to eat. And I asked the waiter, I was like, do you prefer this or this? You know, and he just looked at me like, who cares? <laughs> he was like, it's all good. Just whatever. And I'm like, wow, I love that. That's so funny because I remember when I was trying to book um, a scuba diving thing for Belize. I still haven't gone, but I was, I was calling them to find out information. And I was like, is the weather going to be good then? And the lady was like, let us hope. <laughs> I'm like, wait, in America, we're Which so used to getting answers. And that's so human. That's so human, right? Like, I feel these it's companies just, now, how they make us rush. They make us rush. And it's like, really, is 30 minutes to an hour if I don't get to you immediately going to be that crazy? But we're so wired to be like, we're going to get fired at any second because these companies have not gone out of their way to make us feel safe. That's why in the nap ministry, which we love again, love you. <laughs> she talks about rest as an act of revolution, <laughs> right? To the capitalistic society. Yeah, I mean, we have to kind of—it's it, crazy, but to allow yourself to rest and to allow yourself to slow down a little bit, it takes—it—it's it, an intentional decision. And you have to be willing to sit with the discomfort of disappointing other people, which is also what we're kind of trained towards is, oh, we all have to keep each other very happy, right? Customers come first and all that. But if you don't put yourself first, uh, it, nothing good is going to come of it anyways. So so where are you now to tie this all back together? You were so, in survival mode, yeah. worst place ever. And then, year. yeah. And then this summer I realized for the first time, okay, my nervous system had dampened down and suddenly I could just take it easy. Right. And for the first time in like, I don't even know, maybe ever I started watching Netflix series <laughs> <laughs> and just doing things that just were pointless. Up until now, my mission and my purpose and my work and everything has predominated. And like, I have to do something important and I have to make it and all that stuff has been so heavy that I just didn't even, everything had to have a point. Which is not a rare thing in this society, right? Everyone always says you have to reach, we chase status, we chase money, we chase being someone, we chase achieving something great. And that's good. That's great. But at the same time, like what happened to just living again? And I posted this on my Instagram the other day that the more I traveled, the more I realized that we are not experiencing and embracing the very things that make us human. We're not sitting in our stillness. We're not enjoying being going slow and breathing and like all these little things that we just do and ignore because we're running to be something to get more to achieve something you know yeah. and that's th the hustle mentality of this culture the thing is though that it, this has been my experience anyways that unless you're born with a good bit of privilege financially honestly that you kind of have to go fast before you're allowed to go slow. And I want to make a point of of pointing that out because if we don't acknowledge that, then whenever we tell you guys things like rest and take it easy and, you know, like everything is good, that can be oppressive if we don't also acknowledge the fact that 
there are systems in place that you have to really hustle your way out of <laughs> before you can even take a vacation right so like yeah we just went to jamaica you guys saw that like all over our instagram and, and that was beautiful and everything but a year ago or two years ago i couldn't even think of how how can i take a vacation yeah you know and that adds so much mental peace and so much mental clarity but before we can even get there we kind of it's been our experience anyways we had to really hustle and we had to move really fast mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know where i am now um i'm in a place of gratitude another big thing for me this year going through like such a heightened emotional physiological challenge as what happened i had to learn another level of gentle self-compassion for navigating my emotional experience right so before this year I, w when when all of that happened i and i had to keep going i had to once again bring in the mindfulness thing i had to bring in my diligence for the kind of emotions and thoughts that were coming through my mind to a whole nother level right so i could continue to stay present with clients in session so I, I really, really, really learned how to observe negative emotions and negative thoughts that were going through me and not be mad at them, but to and not be scared of them, not be scared of them, because the only way that I was going to heal from this was to start making friends with them and sitting in the you have to sit in the discomfort before you can start being friends with them. Yeah, you have to be willing to to look at it. But the thing is that it's like when you look at it and you start talking back to it, like I, I literally do this now where if, if I start to feel myself activated, I put my hand on my heart and I and I say like, OK, like what is happening? You know, how can I talk myself through this? You know, if I'm in a in a in a really activated place, I'll tell myself, OK, this is not the time to try to make up to try to make meaning off of it. Let's wait till things calm down. And having mastered that, I mean, it's a, it's a continuous journey, right? So I can't say I'm like the full master of it, but I'm a, at a pretty comfortable place with it now. And I've, I've seen that become a part of my client's journey as well. I think after this year, one of the biggest compliments that I can get as a therapist is when I see clients become more effective at compassionately talking themselves through uncomfortable moments rather than trying to run from it but saying like okay like this is why this is happening like this is normal we're just gonna take it easy we're gonna put one step in front of the other and that's exactly what you need when you're stressed out you don't need to say oh my god i need to get over this i can't believe i'm thinking this right now i can't believe i'm feeling this way right now because that's only gonna add more stress to the experience so i learned to really be gentle with myself this year and i've seen that reflected in the people that i work with and i think that's so beautiful and i think that also is reflected in the people that we attract because when we learn ourselves more and get curious about ourselves we s gain more self-worth and we have a less t of a tolerance to deal or to um, surround ourselves with people who don't respect and love us 
how like that because of you know when you're being compassionate with yourself and being curious about yourself you're showing yourself respect you're showing yourself love you're sitting there you're really trying to figure out and when you don't do that with yourself, it's gonna you're gonna see that around other people, you know, yeah. the people that you attract. And if you're doing it for yourself, then when you come across people that try to treat you anything less than that, you're kind of like, uh. exactly, exactly. And we, Paul and I, have been working on that with ourselves. And I was around a group of people earlier this year where I experienced their treatment towards me less than that. Yeah. And had I not been more loving with myself I would not have realized that I would have been like oh that's just normal I'm, I'm thinking too much into it but then or you know. or or this feels familiar if we're treating ourselves like shit and then other people talk down to us it's why wouldn't they right it's just, th- this feels normal this feels familiar right right but now we're like um no <laughs> right like you can keep being an asshole on your own I'm yeah. not gonna be here for it exactly I had a uh have clients ask me like how they can learn to be alone you know better because that's something a lot of people struggle with is I feel like I like I I don't know how to be alone I don't I and people feel pressure they're like I they think that they're supposed to be okay with being alone and and yeah I mean to a certain extent we have it's healthy to feel comfortable by yourself but the thing that I tell people is the first step towards that is making sure that you're a cooler person to hang out with for you right and that means being mindful when the thoughts the painful thoughts come up or the painful emotions come up rather than hating on yourself for it you reparent yourself through it and you say okay like this is what's happening I see it and if you are have that nurturing voice inside of you guiding you through it then it's like why wouldn't you want to be with that person that's a very loving person to hang out with the anxiety dissipates. Yeah, when you're willing to, when you look at it and you guide yourself through it. So that was a big part of this year for me. I had pretty much a nervous breakdown in December. Valentina got laid off. We went through like all, all those obstacles and we just had to keep putting one foot in front of the other and life really did it it got easier and something I want to bring up and I just know people can relate to this is I used to be really afraid to call things out when they were good because I would be like shit that means something bad is around the corner (laughs) you know like it can can only be good for so long um but now I know that if something hard is around the corner like I'm it's okay I'm not scared of it just like I'm not, I, I treat it the same as when I'm really, really happy or really, really down. I, I've, I've started to treat both of those the same. Really just being gentle with them, embracing the joy extra hard when it comes. But when it's, you know, things are less than awesome, just it's okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we finally got to take vacations and go to islands and go slow and go slow so so we invite you guys to do the same try to see where you were this time last year and if you're still going through a hard time just be gentle with yourself and the number one thing number one thing and and put one foot in front of the other with the anxiety with the fear 
with the pain, put one foot in front of the other. And some days it's going to feel like Jesus Christ, like this is just a dark hole. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, am I not? (laughs) But if it does just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and I promise you it's going to get better. The universe has your back. Right. And that's, I think a really great exercise is to go through and write down or reflect on moments that you thought you weren't going to be able to make it and somehow it turned and, and it turned out and it worked out, right? Just start giving yourself evidence of every time that it has worked out. And actually something that we would really, really love is if you guys reached out to us and DM'd us on our Instagram and shared your story of how you have grown this year, what changed for you, what was different at the beginning than it is now. Um, Even if you are going through a hard time now, maybe just invite us into that conversation. Totally. I think that you give a lot of, you take power from dark times and from fear and from anxieties when you wrap words around them and and you bring them out into the light. Because this is all part of the human experience isn't it ever okay you guys catch us every other monday at 8 a.m est and follow us on pretty mental official yeah and be kind to yourselves we love you bye bye